Is this of God or is this of man? That's the question I want to ask you today. I want to ask that question because it's a question I had to ask myself once. And let me tell you why. Most of us, when we come to know Christ, it's through the church, right? I didn't know Christ until my mom took me to vacation Bible school when I was nine, and it was a Baptist church. And then I ended up marrying the preacher's son later on in a Baptist church. And so, as you could probably tell, we stayed in the Baptist church. Now, I'm not going to have a debate or tell you that there's anything wrong with being Baptist. But as I grew in my faith and as I grew in my calling that God had for my life, I was challenged with something by someone that at the time I did not know was going to become this very big influential person in uh, Christian ministry and evangelism and his name was Francis Chan. At the time I was helping with a girls ministry near Houston, Texas and a speaker came to a youth conference. It was Francis Chan but for me that was the first time I'd ever heard of him. And so I began to follow him and if you don't know him I suggest just You know, type him in for YouTube, and I promise you, you will get nothing but biblical teaching. But he challenged me one day. I had spent all my time in the Baptist church, and I had friends from other denominations, whether it be Methodist, Lutheran, Pentecostal, Church of Christ, Catholic, and I tried to listen to what they believed in or you know, the differences between the religions. But one day I decided to listen to a sermon from Francis Chan, and he asked this question. It's a question I really didn't think too much about. He said, put aside everything that you think you know. Put all that aside. He said, imagine if you were given nothing but the Bible. That's all you were ever given. And you didn't have the church to fall back on. It was just you, your Bible, and God. How would you look at things? And what you believe and what you teach or, or what you listen to, is this of God or is this of man? And it really stuck with me. And so from that day forward, I started doing the unthinkable, which was to challenge my own religion. Because you see, um, religion is something that a lot of us hold on to, but it really holds no value. I mean, yes, being... Christian, that holds value, but being Christian is not a religion. Being Christian is, that is a choice to serve Jesus Christ. It is not a religion. It is not something that you tag on as Baptist or Lutheran or Church of Christ or any of the other denominations. But you and I both know, I can scroll through Facebook and 
you can go to the about section in someone's details and it will tell you a lot of times when it goes to religion. Some people do like I do and they put Christian, but other people will say I'm Baptist. Other people will say I'm Catholic or so on and so on. But to be honest with you, that really started hitting me even harder of how much are we spending on religion so I want to go to a scripture right now and let's just back it up with scripture a little bit for you in Colossians chapter 2 and we're just going to read verse 9 and 10 Paul is writing and he is writing to the Colossians and basically he's trying to tell them that he believes they might be being captured by the philosophy of the world and so in Paul's time he is teaching the Colossian church um, that you only need Christ because they had become to where they thought that they needed more than Christ you know they had to do more and they started adding these to do things and list and everything else and so he was trying to say I've got to teach you that Christ is enough and that all of these things that you've added, they, they might be good because churches do that. You know, they add their own rules about certain things to try to keep the order in the church or to cr- try to keep it pure or whatever. But sometimes in doing that, people become so focused on the religious practice of the church and the rituals of the church that that then in itself becomes a place of comfort for them where they rarely seek out the true identity of Christ. And in some cases, they rarely even seek out the scriptures because everything that they get fed comes from the pulpit, from the church bulletin, from the church-designated life groups or the studies that the church tells you they should study. And you get to where you're reading more man-made material than you actually are the Bible. But in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, it says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. So really listen to that verse, because I want to tell you what got me. It says, for in Christ, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ. It is the head over every power and authority. Meaning that you have everything you need. When you accepted Jesus Christ, you had everything you needed in a Savior. And when you were given your Bible, when this Bible that was God-inspired but written by Um, men that he asked to write, men that he inspired, disciples of Christ, apostles, prophets, all of these men that collaborated the Bible in which we have so freely today. Basically, Paul is telling them that you have everything that you need. You don't have to have all these religious practices to get to heaven. And the reason I want to discuss this is because it's something that has really altered where I go to church. It has altered how I feel about 
the church and how I feel about the leadership of today, the churches of today. And I want to make something perfectly clear. I'm not telling people to leave their churches. This is a personal thing. And the reason I say that is because sometimes I'll get in these conversations and people get highly offended at me at the thought of going against their church and they'll they'll tell me this big thing about you can't leave the church behind and everyone needs the church. I'm not in any way telling you to leave the church. I'm not telling you that every church in America is wrong. I'm not telling you the Baptist faith is wrong just because I use an example. But I'm asking you, because I had to ask myself, are you truly, if you were just given this Bible, throw out everything that you read on that doctrinal statement. I I remember walking in, and most churches have them. They will have somewhere in the building, this is our statement of faith. And I'll give you an example. One time I went to church with a friend to go see his kids. And I love this person. Great person. It was a denomination that I honestly had a problem with. And he knew it ahead of time. But he was insistent that I read this creed that was written. Not by God. It's not in the Bible. But was written by a man. And my friend is very smart, and he was trying to just get me to read it to see what I felt about it. And then all of a sudden, in the debate between him and I sitting in this pew over me not wanting to read it, the whole church then gets up and recites this creed. A creed that, when I compared it to Scripture, was not biblical but they recited it so effortlessly as if we were quoting scripture and I'm not downing that church because honestly I think so many times the church has taken the Bible and I don't even know that they mean to but they start putting in Okay, we live by God's word. You know, you can go onto their website and you, they'll say that we believe in this, we believe in this, we believe in this. And that's great. But then you get there and they have all these other little statements. I even remember my oldest brother telling me one day he had to take a class to basically see how they fit into the congregation. Now, I don't know about you, but I never read that in a Bible that you had to be examined first after you, I mean, my brother has been saved for a long time, but he went to a, a very large church and they just had all these man made rules of how you got to be a part. That's not what the church looked like. I mean, in fact, if you really look at the church of the Bible, the church was mainly in homes and in secret places. And the only qualification you needed to be a part of it is that you were willing to live and die for Jesus Christ. You were willing to die in your faith. 
that you are willing to live out your life the way Jesus Christ represented, and you would do your very best for that. Those are the only stipulations. But you see, we've come along, and now we've got all these things that capture us. And so I'm just asking you to take a thought. Think about your life. Think about your religious practices, and think about what you do. Even this podcast, if you're listening right now, think about it. Do you spend more time listening to unknown speakers and unknown preachers instead of digging into the Word yourself? Because we have it so easy. We don't have to pick up our Bibles. We can get devotionals that have a few little scriptures with it with a whole bubbly thing about how your day's going to go great. Every morning we can get one sent straight to our phone. We have um, television and YouTube where if we don't like one preacher and the way he preaches, we can flip the channel and go to the next. We can literally make a world where we don't even open the Bible itself. And let me give you another quote. Dr. Charles Stanley, and I'm going all over the place because I listen to different preachers because I do care. And this is a Baptist preacher. Francis Chan was not. He said, you can hand down, this is a quote, He said, you can hand down error as easily as we hand down truth. He said, parents do this all the time. Which, what he was trying to say when he said parents do this all the time, meaning sometimes a parent is brought up in a way in their childhood. And it was really wrong the way that, um, maybe it was the way they disciplined. Maybe it was the way they didn't discipline. And they inherited that not from seeking out God and God, well, how do you want me to be a parent or whatever? They, they do it by habit. My mom raised me this way and I followed my mom's footsteps. So I kind of raised my children this way and not thinking that maybe that wasn't a good idea. And that's where he said, you can hand down error as easily as we hand down truth. I believe that is so true in today's church. I don't believe that most churches go out of their way trying to create a falsehood in their quote-unquote religious preference. I don't believe the Baptists go out and say, hey, let's make this harder. Or the Methodists and so on and so on and so on. We can name them all. But I do think what happens is They create something that they think will benefit the church. And then all of a sudden, we have list um, item number one. And then we go to number two. And then all of a sudden, we have this doctrinal statement. Some people call them creeds. And all of a sudden, we're not just teaching the Bible anymore. We're teaching about our church standards. We're teaching about this is our way of doing it. This is how our rules apply. This is how we interpret the Bible. And so this is where it gets really hard on you because this became really hard on me. Because when you're in those places, the last thing they want 
to deal with is someone who is questioning everything that it's built on. They don't like that. Most people are content to sit on their Sunday pew, take it in without ever challenging what they're taking in. Now, once again, people are so good at twisting words or saying, this is just a woman that is just trying to go against the church. I'm not trying to go against the church of the Bible, the church that that Jesus Christ had intended. I'm just trying to let you open your eyes the way I have. Because I spent a lot of years... Because of the fact that I didn't grow up in a Christian home, I spent a lot of years following patterns and following rules and expectations or following acts and works and things that Jesus said do not get you into heaven and participating in ritualistic type things, thinking that somehow that that was a qualification that had to be added on to my salvation. And it's not because someone just bluntly put it that way. It was just because I was part of the program. But the day that Francis Chan said that, from that day forward, I started really seeking out the Bible against where I was going to church. What was the preacher saying? What did the Bible say that they're saying I cannot? Because believe me, being a woman in ministry has its challenges of its own. You know, when you get in depth with the Bible and things like that, there's people that don't even believe I should have this podcast speaking to you right now because I'm a woman. There's nothing in the Bible that says I can't tell you about the goodness of Jesus Christ or tell you when he's given me a word of wisdom that I had years to learn. So ask yourself these questions. What is it that I've accepted as true that are not in the word of God? That's a question for you today. Are we living out of the truth of God or what mere men have taught us? That's what I mean about trying to get all these outlets and accesses that have nothing to do with the Bible. We're not even going to the Bible anymore. We just go to resources because they're so available and easier. Does it match up with God's Word or am I just repeating something? Are you? I went to a church one time and they recited things over and over again and I've barely got any of the word in at all and I left there feeling so empty but it was so weird to me because the people in that congregation seemed so satisfied with their service and we barely even talked about anything that was inside the word of God so does it match up with God's word or am I just repeating something And as we started, is this of God or is this of man? Only you and God can ask yourself that question. But it is an important question. Your salvation 
what you do in this life all depends on your relationship with Christ. But if you aren't sure what that relationship looks like, if you're not sure that you're even following what it should look like, then it's time to ask that question. If you were left with nothing but you, God, and the Holy Bible, that's all you had. Would you look at religion and the practices and the way that you do church, the way that you do Christ in your life? Would you look at it different or not? I think it's a question worth asking every believer.